Hey there, this is Widow, and this podcast is for adults only. Hi, and thanks for downloading yet another episode. It has been months and months. Uh, just been working really hard, uh, doing uh, you know the two job thing, and it's been it's just been nonstop work. So, uh, thank you for being patient. More episodes are on the way, but uh, in the meantime, it's gonna be you know it'll be a while. This episode, uh, a you get a twofer here. We've had Lolita on the show before. We've had Nayland on the show before. Now, both of them together, talking about uh, their uh, relationship, their experiences, and uh, two awesome guests in one episode. And I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Do you have a preference of order in which you're introduced? No? Uh, The one you like more. (laughs) Shots! Never mind, never mind. That didn't take long, did it? (laughs) <laughs> so, so that I think that was probably the quickest safe word. <laughs> well, in all defense, I did marry her. So, you know. so I've been bugging both of you, Nolita, Leyland. Um, I've been bugging both of you to come on together because I've had you on separately before, and uh, both of you. Every time someone someone will discover your episodes years later and say, holy crap, I just heard Lolita's episode and she's amazing. And this is like years after the fact. Same thing with you, Naylan. And, uh, and I thought there's, there, there's something they're missing from hearing you guys solo is you guys together. You have a, you have a relationship that you've been in for, for quite a while. Well, in the grand scheme of things. Nine, think, nine years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Close to a decade. <laughs> uh, how would you describe your relationship? Successful. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I would say, right? Yes. We 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 have learned well I've learned. I speak for myself. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't we don't I'm not big on the labels. Okay. Um Hold labels on, bring expectations. Okay. Um So you don't label it in uh Nayland is not boyfriend material. Okay. You know, a label like boyfriend brings a lot of expectations. There's a lot of baggage around that. And this, whatever we have works. Whatever this is, is not. Yeah. I I think that um, we... uh, that that this is the relationship where uh, we try to like apply the lessons we've learned <laughs> from other, and, other that's, and that's yeah and and that's um, and that's why it has had the staying power that it does. So one could one, I mean I think that that's a lot of people who are in successful relationships are in it because well hope, not not in every case but if they're in a long term successful relationship and both people are happy. A lot of it's because both people have screwed up or have been screwed up on enough times to know what's good and bad, mm-hmm. and what works and what doesn't. And so you're saying because you've made mistakes in the past, you're able to apply your lessons learned into this relationship that has no labels. So when... does it even have rules, really? Uh, I mean, well, there's, I think okay. it's got some rules. It's got okay. You're holding up three fingers. Yeah, so I have three rules. Okay. So, that that 
Nayland has imposed on me. Okay. Um, one of them is I'm not allowed to chew gum. Okay. Ever or just around the other person? I, I just don't ever. Oh, okay. Um, I was never a big gum chewer anyway, so this is not a big sacrifice. I am not allowed to say the word boob or boobies. Except when giving examples of words you're not supposed to say. Mm-hmm. Or I went to Belize and there were boobies there. Booby birds. Red-breasted booby birds. Oh, wow. And I took pictures and I posted them and, you know, just... All hell broke needed... loose? No, no. He, he thought it was a proper word usage oh, okay. and, and, you know, and, and he enjoyed that. The other one is... There is no such thing as TMI between us. It's probably the most serious rule. Mm -hmm. So we we do communicate. Mm -hmm. we, yeah. Yeah. And I think um, also, I mean, the other rule that's really operative is that um, uh, we tell each other everything. So... That was um, that was a big one starting out, um, and that's been, I think, the most important one. So, can we go through the rules one by one, on from your perspective? Mm -hmm. uh, gum is it just the sound? Is that the you don't like, or is it a political stance it, against Bobalicious? It is. It is the unforgivable vice. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Take that, big league chew. <laughs> I will. I there. You can tell me that you any number of things that you do, right. and I will not think less of you. Chew gum, and you have to work hard to win my esteem back. What? What, See, what is it about? No. So, because first of all, it's as, other people's behavior. As a native New Yorker, right? All you have to do is look down. Right. Okay. I follow you. And and. And in the summer, all you have to do is walk down the street right. and um, and and go through the process of cleaning gum off of the sole of your shoe. I thought maybe this was a thing because uh, I have there's a condition I have. I can't remember what it's called now, but there's a condition where it, certain sounds drive me up the wall. Mm -hmm. Like if someone's chewing with their mouth open mm -hmm. or eating food, and mm -hmm. it's like there's a, it's really. I mean, I I have to leave. I have to leave the room. It's just I can't, I don't can't remember what it's called. Mm -hmm. There's a, it's a thing. There's an itis of some kind. Right. And I thought maybe you had this, but no. You for you, it's more of a as a pedestrian. It is a, it is a social contract thing. Right. I would rather somebody smoked. Uh what if? Because in my case, I always swallow the gum. Because I'm chewing it, I forget that I'm chewing gum, and then I'll just swallow the gum, and that's it. And is that are you that, is that acceptable? Is that, that a, is that a loophole? That, that is that is acceptable. But on the flip side, I always shit on the sidewalk. So <laughs> see, there you are. But that's regardless of the gum or not. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I thought. Well, that that is what's endearing about you. Right. It's just the <laughs> one of the many people. things. Right. <laughs> okay, so gum. Okay, for, I, I can understand that. Um, and rule number two was no mention of the word boobies or boobs. Um, but I can say hooters or jugs or headlights or tits or any number of, uh, mm -hmm. knockers, bazooms. I, I feel like the, I feel like the rise of boobies 
is a way that people have used a kind of infantilizing language to kind of get away with uh, to to get away with talking about breasts. I can see that. So it's so as as much as I like littles like I would rather that people just owned it if they wanted to be little. Right. Right. So so boobies to me is like this way of being kind of naughty in public without really owning your your prurience. I I I'm not a fan of the word because it it's totally unsexual, mm-hmm. right? I, I I mean it doesn't it's it's totally yeah, it's just totally it's not sexy at all for me to yeah. have that word. The only benefit of the word, it's one of the few dirty words you can spell on a kind of calculator. Yeah. But other than that, and and maybe that's how it entered the parlance with the with the digital calculator. You're probably right. Is is that it that's the way that it became like uh acceptable socially. But I I totally I'm with you. On yeah. That. But tits is also kind of but tits is a little bit more harsher. Mhm. And a little bit more you know, yeah, abrasive, I guess. Yeah, it's but, got so baggage, okay. and right. you have to. And if you are going to say it, you have to then own that baggage. It's also one of Carlin's seven words, mm-hmm. and so that kind of adds something. Yes. Anyway. All right, so I can, I can, I can. I'm with you on that one. And then the last one, no TMI. There's such thing as TMI. Goes mm-hmm. back to the communication. You're always, exp- you know, sharing. Is there? I, I can imagine that. That I mean. Unless you're 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 both wired the same way that the TMI thing can sometimes feel like too much information, or is that not the case? I I don't believe in that with somebody. I mean the and and it is sounding like I'm kind of imposed like I impose these rules, but um but the the TMI one is really it really grows out of how it was that we actually got together and you had a set of rules you because we met because lo was like looking for a fuck buddy well looking for fuck buddies it was my fuck buddy guidelines exactly but they weren't rules can you can we go back to that so you were let's we'll go back to the genesis of this uh this relationship you you had uh guidelines you were looking for people was, to play with? Uh, no. Okay. I was looking for a fuck buddy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had plenty of people to play with. I okay. was looking for a fuck buddy. And, um, and I had, I listed, I forget what it all was, but they had to be smart. They had to be busy, mm-hmm. but they had to be able to, um, make a schedule mm-hmm. and they had to be funny. They had to be able to share. They, okay, yes. Yes, that's that's true. And they had to also know that there were other fuck buddies involved. Yes. So, yeah. So, anyway. Um, and <laughs> we were friends on LiveJournal. And we also had mutual friends and we'd see each other once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um and he once wrote how he was bored at work and wanted a story mm-hmm. to be sent to him. And uh, I sent him a hot story. Mm-hmm. So, well, 
that was before the the, the before I was really yeah. Central hot story. Mm-hmm. Now, did the hot story? Sorry to inter- interject. Did the hot story involve Nayland, or was it just a general hot story? No, no, it involved me and Nayland. Okay. No, and it was like we're alone in a room. What are you doing? No, you were at work. Right. Right. And I did not. The first time I went to his office, I was very uh, shocked because it was totally not what I pictured it. Okay, because <laughs> I didn't know where he worked, and I expected him to have this big desk. Big enough that I could be underneath it naked, and people could walk in the room and conduct business. And not I want know. the Jensen file. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Penske account. <laughs> right, and not know that there was somebody under the desk naked, chained to the desk. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. Um, so it was a whole little vignette that was uh, kind of hot. Hmm. Very much so. Yeah. And you read this. Well, it, I mean, the, I was surprised by it, um, in part because uh, we had both assumed that the other was not... Like, I had a, I, when I first met Lo in the flesh, I met her uh, with her girlfriend at the time. And so I just assumed, like, she doesn't play with guys. Mm-hmm. She's not interested in guys, which for me was, like, totally hot. Um, but I also was like, well, nothing's going to happen. So, you know, and so much gay. for that. Yeah. You were gay at that time. Yeah. So we just... Yeah, it had been, like, 20-some-odd <laughs> years since I'd um, last been with a woman. I know I did not. What was I going to ask? Was I his first? No, that was not my question. From not gay. That was not my question. My question was: Did you think the combination of the story and the power of Jesus (laughs) that you were going to? No, I was going. No. Sada and I early on, she when we had the same situation, she said, "Kate, send me send me a story." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "This is it. It's a trap." You know, there's no way. If I say anything that is even slightly presumptuous, that's it. I'm mm-hmm, gone, right? Mm-hmm. So it was the most mild. I think. I mean, I think I mentioned spanking mm-hmm. or something, or like, what is the smallest amount of erotic connection mm-hmm. we could have in this? Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, she wasn't completely bored over it. But that's a huge jump. That was. It takes a lot of bravery to do what you did. To yes. send him something, mm-hmm. like that, right? Yes. How, do you remember how long it, was it brazen? Took? Brazen. <laughs> Raisin. <laughs> Remember how long it took you to write it, or was it just a quick? It didn't take me that long. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a huge twenty five hundred word story. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a vignette. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a lot of bravery to do something, especially you. You didn't think he had any interest in playing with women, right? Right. At the time. So right. I guess you had nothing to lose then, right? Yeah. All I right. mean, you know it. It's a story. You're bored at work. Right. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saying that's not a little thing you did. That's a pretty yeah. impressive. Mm-hmm. So you read it. You said it was hot. And then how, how did you guys? I was like, oh, well, that's a possibility that but, I hadn't thought of before. But then again, didn't do anything. We, we didn't do anything for like six or seven months. Yeah. Um, we just kind of circled around each other mm-hmm. continually. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and... 
I would see him and I'd go, hi, and then I'd ignore him. Mm-hmm. He would see me and say hi and ignore me because yeah. we didn't... Because we have the same cruising, the, the same the same technique of, uh, of you know, presenting interest oh, which in is, someone. Which is to avoid eye contact and not say anything to the person <laughs> at all uh, in the hopes that they will figure it out. Right. <laughs> We're both masters of the long con. <laughs> Ah, the old long grift. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this went on for six months. Um, yeah, and then I think it was September, October that I that I came up with the fuck buddy guidelines mm-hmm. and uh, and sent them to you. Mm-hmm. You you sent that to Nan. You sent it yeah. directly. Yeah, that was like, literally like I'm looking for fuck buddies. You sent it Here's... everyone or just Nayland? No. Just Nayland. Okay. Here's... Well, then I did post it publicly. It's still yeah. up there in my live journal yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah, it's, it was, uh, this is, I'm, I'm looking for fuck buddies. This is what I'm looking for. What do you, um, what do you think? And, and I was like, I can meet those requirements. And that was the, you know, it was the other, like you took the step over the threshold, which, uh, which totally worked with me. And also the fact that the, that, um, the, guidelines were so clear right um and that was super appealing to me because it was really i had been going through a period of i was in a very long-term relationship of like 12 years that had ended um and then uh and then was sort of doing this thing where i would start seeing someone and they would and then i would start calling them my boyfriend and then all of the assumptions that I brought to that role and to what I could expect from that person and, and my own behavior in relationship to that would start coming up. And so the fact that this was not like, like it was not like I want to be your girlfriend or mm-hmm. I want you to be my boyfriend. Instead, it was like, here's this role and here are the rules that I associate with that role. What do you think? It was like, oh that is a much cleaner way of thinking about it. Right. So after you get the, the, the list, mm-hmm. you got, you stay in communication and you're like, all right, let's do it. Is yeah. that how it happened? And then, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> how does DS, how did, I mean, I know I, I, has the DS changed over the course of time or how, how does like, how does that, do you have a constant thing or do you guys have like, okay, now we're doing this activity or we're doing this Role play, or how does how does that change from, or how has that changed? I guess. Um. Well, he's the daddy, and I'm the princess. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he's little, mm-hmm. and um, we're very a, a lot of we're very switchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's I'm not always in charge. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I'm in charge a lot, mm-hmm. and every once in a while he's in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of we don't fight over it. Yeah, I mean it just kind of it's it's kind of happens. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I mean one of my big roles is that I'm like a service daddy. So what Which, is that like? Because I've heard of service top. How does how does a service daddy differ? A a ser- service daddy means that like. Sometimes the princess has a lot of stuff that she needs to get done, 
and um and it's my role to make sure that it all gets done and also because she has a lot of friends and so sometimes on the way to getting someplace there'll be a lot of people to meet and a lot of talking to do and that's going to make you late for your class so here's what we're doing now right and here's where we're going and here's the salad to make sure that you have lunch and you know just stuff like that like sure. like um, like when I told you to stop asking cost, uh, as, asking questions about our comfort and to set them to mic, right? That was being service daddy. Sure. <laughs> that just was. It's not like I was in charge. It right. was just like, but the way I can be of service in this moment is to make the decision. Right. <laughs> and, true. and get on with it. Because my my biggest my biggest thing is I don't want to be the jackass who was like, God, I can't believe he had to sit there the whole time in that uncomfortable position. And you were very kind enough to say, we're okay. We're okay. You're still a jackass, but we're okay. Mm -hmm. Just keep going on. Mm -hmm. And it was very kind of you. So, so that's, I mean, that's a thing that's not necessarily about being a dominant, but it is about taking charge in a certain situation. Right. No, I, I mean I think that's a very because because I, I, there there are definitely certain situations where I think a, a lot of even submissives will do things for the dominant that from the outside world look like they're taking charge when and actually they're just doing things they know how mm -hmm. the person wants it done yeah to accomplish their goals yeah yeah but uh -huh. I don't really I don't really use the term submissive with Nayland either right. I mean, I mean, times he can be, but that's not how I, I, I never view him as my submissive. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not that kind of, uh, again, it's another label that I kind of eschew mm -hmm. that now all of a sudden I don't want to, I don't want to get into whatever that label might be and those expectations mm -hmm. and which is why I like that kind of like raised my hackles a little bit when, when you brought up the term submissive. I was just relating it to myself in that. Right. Cause it's all about me. Oh yeah. Let's be okay, honest. Sorry. <laughs> it is the massacre. Right, right, right. No, I remember, uh, I remember at some point, uh, I ran into the two of you and I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was, Folsom Street East or something like mm -hmm. that. And Naylan, you said something along the lines of you were, you were, you were, there's some class you were taking. There was something you were doing to try to be a better daddy, you said. Or there was something, maybe it was at a different event or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But you, something about, you, you did mention being a service daddy or something mm -hmm. along those lines. What is, what was hard for you? Had you been a daddy before? Was this your first experience being a daddy or? Uh, it actually was really difficult for me. And that was something that, um, we had to find our way to. Can you explain like how it was difficult or what was it that, um, I, uh, well, I mean, I teach a class on this now, mm -hmm. right. Um, and a, a lot of it is that there are certain assumptions that come with the role that, were assumptions that I kind of chafed at, um, such I'm, as, such as, um, 
a kind of nurturing responsibility and authority. Mm -hmm. That is something that I do in my day-to-day life all the time. So it is not necessarily um, uh, erotic for me. Right. Like, I don't always want to have responsibility. Right. Um, also, uh, I have some problems with patriarchy. So the idea of inhabiting that role um, unconditionally is politically problematic for me. Um, so, you know, there's, there was stuff about it that was tricky and we had to work out what our version of it was. And, uh, and now I really enjoy it, but it's not something that I automatically can take on with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm assuming, and I could be totally, totally wrong, but you've had, you had had experience being the princess, the little in the relationship before Nayland. Is that correct? Yes. And so were you able to <laughs> walk, help walk through that? Or was this a completely different take that um, he needed in order to do it? Or I've, I have had experience with people who have been reluctant for other reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, (sighs) things like this don't develop right on the spot. You know, it, it takes a long time to just kind of like ease into it. You know, relationships just kind of like evolve and they evolve very slowly. So a lot of it has to do with just being really patient. You know, eventually I got my way. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's it's allowing it to just happen almost organically. Right. Where, right. you know, because you can't make somebody want something. Right. You just, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You, it, that has, you have to kind of really go slow with that. There's also, yeah. I, I imagine there's, there's a big difference between someone doing something because they're doing it for you as opposed to doing it, someone doing something because they really enjoy it or they're getting off mm-hmm. on it in the same, not, not necessarily the same degree, but they're still right. into it the same way you are. She, I mean, she found the way to um, uh, make it so that her getting her way is actually me getting my way. Oh? That's the secret. Can you ex- give me an example of this? Um, well, we've had some things that have gone back and forth about like, b- like buying presents, right? So, um, so, you know, I buy her jewelry, princess jewelry, right? Yeah. Um, and so she gets to have princess jewelry. So I spend my hard earned money on, on buying jewelry for her. Right. Right. But also I get to spoil the princess. Sure. Right. So that's so. So both of us are getting what we want. Right. 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 Both of us are getting our way. Right. 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 I get to see her wearing wearing the thing that I bought for her. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I send you selfies with them. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and, like, every single time Saad says, all right, we're going to go have sex right now, 
afterwards, I'm thinking to myself, ha, serves her right. I wanted to have sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joke's on her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like the upper hand is on the other foot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the, that is, I think the problem that a lot of people run into in relationships is that you can have a scarcity mentality in relationship to it. Like the idea that there's only going to be this many, like I'm, I'm only going to get this much of what I want. So I have to kind of scheme to do it. Right. And the, and the truth is that there's, you can work it out so that there's an abundance. I mean, I feel incredibly lucky because I have, you know, people in my life that I call co-conspirators and they all know about each other. They've all met each other. Right. And often they sort of like team up against me. Right. You know, which is um, which is super hot and fun for me. And but, scary. And scary. But the, <laughs> but the fun part is the fact that I don't have to hide them from each other. And I don't have to... Um, I don't have to cheat. I don't have to like have that mentality of, like, the only way that I can get my pleasure is if I can, like, swipe it off the plate when nobody's looking. Right. Right? And I think that's the that's the place that a lot of people get to in relationships, and it's where a lot of strain in relationships comes from. You know, one of the things that I love about Lo is that, um, you know, she has said to me that she's happy to see any of the parts of me. Um, and no one really ever said that to me before, you know? Um, and similarly, like I'm excited to see all of the parts of her and that's, you know, that's kind of amazing. That's like, that's, that's a real gift to have somebody who's willing to like witness all of those aspects of you. Let's talk about, other people. I'm, I'm not saying I'm done. With, I'm, I'm done with you. No, other people in your lives. Yeah. Um, uh, how do how does how do other people work out? Like you all, have, you both have different partners, people you play with, or mm -hmm. people you interact with sexually. Mm -hmm. How does all that come into play? With do you guys schedule everything? Do you have to have? Uh, how, how do you manage? having a relationship together and having other people in your lives as well. Well, we don't cohabitate. So that makes it a lot easier. Okay. I think. Right. And how, like, do you guys do you schedule time with each other long in advance to make sure that you, you yeah. have time well, together? So or? we always have things scheduled because that's what keeps me, you know, um, when you're, when you're, when you have all the multiple partners, your poly and everything, part of what keeps me grounded is knowing that we have something scheduled together. Mm -hmm. And and that's... He knows that, too. So there's always something scheduled. And because sometimes he's not very communicative. Um, like, we'll go a week without talking. And that, like, that can freak people out doesn't freak me out. Um, but it's not just me that he goes incommunicado with. So I know that, 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 that that's not a big deal. 
and I know I have a date. Right. So we do schedule things. Is there, and this is the same for you, you schedule a lot of things, or how does your... Yeah, and and I think also another big part of that is that um, uh, if we're doing stuff with other people, generally we share stories. So it's, so I, you know, I get to hear what's going on and vice versa. And, um, and that's really fun for us. Like, I love hearing about scenes that she's had or things that have been, things that have been like going on. Mm-hmm. It's. I like to report. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, part of, part of the whole daddy thing is like, you know, and here's what I did this week and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So. That gives me pleasure to tell them stuff. I also like hearing. Um, and that also that also works for me. You know, some people don't want to hear so much, but no, I, I kind of get a real joy out of it mm-hmm. to hear what he's done. You know, like, you know, we'll get together after Labor Day when I've been at summer camp and he's been at Delta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, We'll trade the, all the stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who did you play with? What did you do? And that's very exciting for me. Yeah. And there are there are people that I have a much more structured DS relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a there's um, uh, there is somebody that I am submissive to in. Um, uh, in California. And so I get to see them a couple of times a year. And when we, when he and I get together is, um, a much, it's hot for me that it is a, a much more like DS relationship, you know? So, um, you know, so he's the person that I will do chastity stuff with. Um, Although sometimes he will like hand me off to low. (laughs) So there's, so that kind of works in because it's like our thing is much more fluid and much more moment to moment. Um, But then there are other places where it's much more structured. Is there ever, uh, does there ever come in a conflict where uh, one relationship has something let's say let's say chastity for example is let's say uh with the, the other person you've got you know you have a, a deal to have being chastity for a month and then you guys are going to meet up and because of the, you know because of that you're not able to do something does that come up often oh, or is no, it just no. like so I'm, fluid that- i i'm allowed to take him out to use him whenever i want oh, okay so if so you can contact up- with this person in california to say hey fyi yeah, oh, I mean, okay. he. We've had that discussion. That's great. And he doesn't want to mess up the, our relationship, and um, so it's, it's yeah. That's that's not an issue. I was just using that as yeah. an example of conflicts happening with other types yeah. of relationships or something. Well, I will say that early on, it's like we didn't uh, we didn't arrive at this state um, without any problems. Like there was somebody else that I was seeing when I started to see low. And that didn't, um, that did not work out well. Right. And, um, and some of that was my final holdover from 
patterns of behavior that were, you know, that that person found themselves in a relationship that had certain parameters that they had not negotiated beforehand. And I wasn't clearly explicit with them about where I thought things were going. Yeah. And so, um, so I don't want it to sound like we just like came up with the solution and then everything's been, everything's worked. There have been places where, and, and the fact that that person couldn't really figure out the way to work in with this is the reason why that relationship didn't continue. Right. So there have been people that we have seen, at least on my side, where it has not worked for them to like for things to be totally open and above board and to know that, that to know like, you know, Lowe's place in my life and all of these other things that we've worked out and that those, the people that haven't necessarily stuck, it doesn't mean that it wasn't fun or that they aren't good people or whatever, but it's like the way that we have this worked out means that, um, it takes a certain sort of person to be able to sort of connect with us. Every now and again, I'll uh, hear a story of uh, either a uh, a guy who's primarily in the gay community or a woman who's primarily in the lesbian community who pl- every now and again, they'll play with someone of the opposite sex and that there are some people in their circle in those communities who either don't understand it or they... Mm-hmm. They do not react very openly about it. Do, have you run into those situations at all? Well, like, Mayland, you've got a princess? What? Or Sure, people you know, talk shit about you, about not being, not really being gay or not really, you know, but I'm 55 years old. It's like, I can't, at this point, you know, I've, like, had sex with people all along the gender spectrum and... It's like, if you can't handle that, that's your issue. It's like, I don't have another life to be able to come back and live it perfectly right for you. Right. So. Have you I've always anything? been all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, people have to accept that. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I was, I was chair of lesbian sex mafia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was still... You know, fucking all kinds of different people. Um, So, you know, and were there people that thought that that was wrong? Yeah, maybe. But you know what? I was one of the best chairs I had. (laughs) So it was it was a good year. Mm -hmm. That always sounds whenever I hear lesbian sex mafia, that sounds like a heist film. (laughs) I really want there to be a heist movie named lesbian sex mafia. Nope. You don't think that? Again. Have you, I, I, I just have to say, like, have you read the comic book Sex Criminals? No. You have to read this comic book. It is, uh, Writing it down. by, um, uh, uh, the, I think the writer is Chip Zdarsky. Um, and, uh, the premise of the comic book is that, um, a young woman discovers that when she orgasms, she stops t- she can stop time okay um and uh, she figures this out while while masturbating as a teen and 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 like time stops and she can move around and everything else is sort of frozen right um 
after a certain amount of time, she runs into someone else who also couldn't do this. And, um, and, uh, and a caper ensues. That sounds great. That's, <laughs> it is, it's really funny. It's really good and smart. And, uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's finally, this is a, you know, I knew that, uh, having a conversation with YouTube, there would always be a, a reading list. Afterwards. <laughs> There's always a reading list going. Um, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate you guys. I know I've been bugging you for a very long time to do this. And I hope you will both be back both individually and together. It's always really great having you. And do you have any, any parting thoughts, Melita? No? Um, no, no pressure. No. Well, one um, question I have is, 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 okay. is your, is your list, the list that you had of requirements back then, has it changed at all to now? Not much. No? No. 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 Oh, I'll take that as a note. Good list. It's, it's a good yeah. list. Yeah. Have you yeah. adopted the same list, or do you have a, a list of your own name? Yeah, I mean, I I think there I think there are words to live by, and I, I don't, and I feel like that, um, the big lesson for me in all this is ask for what you want, because you're better off getting turned down for what you want than getting accepted for the thing that you don't really want but don't feel like you could settle for right like go ahead and be bold and ask for what you want because that's how you get the best stuff right that's so good <laughs> that's such a good way to end it you're so good <laughs> thank you both very much this is great Thank you to Lolita and Nayland, and thanks to you for downloading and listening to another episode.